Welcome to the Bars and Tone radio program, an in-depth look at the news and issues facing Ahecta members today. Now here are your hosts, Hal Meeks and BJ Tarian. Hello and welcome to another edition of Bars and Tone, the audio podcast for Ahecta. My name is BJ Tarian and I'm joined by Hal Meeks. And we are going to be discussing podcasting today. Podcasting, downloading of audio or video content and series directly to your device to consume when you want it. And think of it like a media corporation syndicating an off-net television series to your local television and radio station. But in this case, you're the, the station and you can choose from thousands and thousands of series on almost any subject you can imagine. This show is a podcast, and we produce several of them here at NC State. So how do podcasts start? How successful are they? And what's the status of podcasting today? We'll have Douglas Carr, the founder of MarTech.Zone and CEO of DK New Media. He'll be here to discuss podcasting. We're also fortunate enough that my co-host is a podcasting expert and presented a podcasting session at the Hecta Conference in New Orleans last June. And we can get into that and also the food uh, from New Orleans because those were the two biggest, the best things. The food was amazing. Food was amazing. Forget the conference. The conference was a reason to go for the food. And the I, hotel. I, would, I would completely agree. Man. but uh, So, Hal, talk a little bit about the history of podcasting, and we'll get back to the food. Okay, so uh, podcasting uh, got its start uh, many, many years ago. Uh, one of the people who's credited with developing uh, podcasting is the developer Dave Weiner, and uh, this was the early part of the 2000 era uh, when he first did this. And uh, podcasting is based on a technology called RSS, which is really sin- simple syndication. Um, but anyway, uh, podcasting really took off when Apple introduced the iPod and uh, integrated uh, podcasting uh, playback into iTunes because suddenly people had a really easy way to be able to subscribe to podcasts and have them show up on their media player. And so that whole ecosystem fueled podcasting. Okay, in 2005, President Bush delivered his weekly radio address as a podcast. And at that point, you can really say that podcasting had arrived and became a mainstream, uh, a mainstream concept. And as a matter of fact, that same year, podcast was named Word of the Year. And by 2012, Edison Research reported that 29% of all Americans have downloaded a podcast, okay? And in 2013, Apple said it had over 1 billion podcast subscribers in iTunes. And that's iTunes alone. You can't even imagine all the other outlets through which podcasting uh, content is available. So it is a global phenomenon. It's huge. And a lot of that information came from Martech.Zone, a great infographic they had there in the history of podcasting. And speaking of Martech.Zone, Douglas Carr, the founder of Martech.Zone and CEO of DK New Media, caught up with Hal and me a little bit earlier. And uh, here's what he had to say on podcasting. Uh, we're speaking with Douglas Carr, who is the founder of the Martech blog, Martech.Zone and CEO of DK New Media. And he's a podcasting expert. So, Douglas, the first question I have for you is, what is podcasting? Oh, boy, this goes back quite a few years. But uh, podcasting uh, started basically with uh, iTunes and and Apple, and that was that you could record uh, audio. Maybe it was a story or an interview or whatever. You would put it out on iTunes. People would plug in their their iPhone or iPad or uh, iPod, 
and they would download it and then be able to listen to it later on. So basically all it was was it was a recording. So you could do a show like this and just have an interview back and forth. But now it's really it's really grown in popularity um, and, and switched just because of the technology. One of the articles on your site uh, you had talked about um, in, that 2016 was going to be the year that podcasting exploded in popularity. Uh, why do you think some of the reasons are for that resurgence? Yeah, quite a few reasons actually that it that it did and it's taken off is um the first thing is broadband has just exploded, you know, that almost everybody, even your grandma now has a great pipeline to her house to be able to download audio. Uh all of the apps basically you don't have to set up and download it to your iPhone anymore. You can just listen to podcasts real time now. There's a number of platforms out there like Stitcher or even iTunes you could just play now. And so there's no download time associated anymore with uh, with the podcast to make it easy. And then the third is that it's really starting to infect all of our technology. Probably the biggest is automobiles. So now, uh, you know, factory automobiles are being built with apps where you can subscribe to podcasts. And so on your way to work, you know, you can get a, you know, 30-minute podcast in. And so it's, it's really just kind of taken over uh, uh, I mean, really exploded like we'd never thought it would before. But uh, but it's 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 great to see the popularity rising. Yeah, because there was that time in there, like before 2016, like going back maybe in the the late 2008, 2009, where it didn't seem like it was going to last, and then all of a sudden it just kind no, of blew it was, up. Yeah, it was it was really tough. I mean, two two kind of sides to it. You know, it was really tough to even listen to a podcast back then. You know, you typically had to download it on your desktop, then sync right. it to your device, you know, and then listen to it. And then the other side was it was difficult to record back then, too. The You know, the price of audio equipment, you know, to make a new podcast. Well, now, you know, if you got an iPhone, you can go out and do a podcast. Okay. Um, so, Douglas, what do you think makes a good podcast? Uh, that's a great question. I, I think there's... there's uh, I'd start by saying there's two kind of types that we see out there. There's the storytelling podcasts, um, like uh, uh, one that's out there that Dell just started one up called Trailblazers. And it's uh, Isaac, uh, I forget his name, Isaac Walterson, I think is his name. You know, he has this booming voice and there's background music and it has that NPR type of story feel to it. And so those story podcasts, uh, I think probably the most famous if if people look it up, it's serial, and it was a a whole season, almost like watching a season of TV that you could listen to, that told a, a story, and so they were really engrossing, and you just wanted to hear episode after episode. And then the other side is the interview style podcast, like we're having now, and what makes those really good is honestly bringing experts that can talk and provide value to your audience, you know. And we always talk about when we bring someone on board. To, to speak to them, we want them to be the star. It's not about us. It's not about you know uh, trying to get our name out there. It's about to, it's about getting their name out there. And so I think podcast listeners really recognize that that oh wow you're bringing an expert to the table and you're educating me now you know you're of value to me and I'm going to come back and listen over and over um, and learn from you. And I think those. So those two, the great storytelling aspect of those story 
type podcast and then the, the bringing expertise and value to your audience, you know, for the interview side. So talk about MarTech and, and some of the podcasts that you're involved and in, how our listeners can find out more about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you can go to martech.zone and we, we publish. In fact, if you go to martech.zone slash interviews, we have a series of interviews that we do with uh, almost everybody. You know, we try to talk to businesses and how they're utilizing marketing and technology. Of course, podcasting itself is a, is a, has become, you know, a, a really strong marketing technology. We even, uh, at our, at our offices in Indianapolis, we actually even constructed our own podcast studio so that we could have people come in and, and get interviews. And, and so it's, it's, it's just really, really compelling information that we put out on the site on how to utilize technology to help with your marketing and sales and your business. And, uh, I'd love, you know, if you guys have an idea for the show, um, we can, we can go out and find the expert to do it, but it's, it's gotten a great, uh, I think we've to date, we've, reached over a million listeners now um that's not on every episode of course but every episode we you know we got five to ten thousand listeners based on you know how great an episode is and and uh we just we just love it we love the medium and i was reading about uh your studio and all the equipment that you put in there and the numbers and that's great i also saw a great infographic on the site about kind of the history of the podcasting uh how to turn uh, the, yeah. the phrase was termed and everything going back in the day um, so will we really yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, the the and and one thing just so everybody knows is one of the things is that podcasters are fairly new in the audio front. So a lot of times when you go to, you know, even if you go shopping for devices, if you go to like Sweetwater online, you know, those guys deal with musicians every day. Well, podcasters were a little bit different. You know, we don't need it for music. We need it for, you know, just for the audio quality. And so uh, people will tend to to gravitate away from a podcast that has poor audio and they'll tune in and listen to the ones that have great audio. So the, the attack that every podcaster gets into or the money pit (laughs) is going out and buying more and more expensive microphones and more and more expensive mixers and everything else. But I, I wouldn't let that stop anybody from just, you know, again, picking up their iPhone and, or, or, uh, or Android device and starting one. But, our, I put all of our equipment out on uh, DK New Media. That's our, our agency site, and I did it on purpose. And it was because, man, we went through uh, literally thousands and thousands of dollars worth of hardware before we found the hardware that really just worked well and uh, and gave us a you know a radio or studio quality sound. And I figured instead of keeping that information to myself. You know, I'd put it out there for the world to to see how we did it, and uh, and it's got a good response. We've had a couple of people write us and say that they're building out their studio with similar equipment, so it's good stuff. And what I can do is, I I know what I've I've seen what you're you're talking about. I can give that link in our in the body description of this podcast. Uh, oh, so perfect! Thank that. you. That'd be great. So you're in Indianapolis, did you say? Yes, sir. Yeah, have, has the pollen made it to you yet? <laughs> it has. We actually had just had a, a guest in here, and he was sniffling. He was on a podcast, and he was excusing himself for sniffling the whole time. <laughs> I potted my microphone down several times just to clear my throat <clears throat> like that because it's, it's here as well. But we appreciate your time. Doug Carr, he is the founder of the MarTech blog, MarTech.Zone, and CEO of DK New Media. 
and is a podcasting expert. Thanks for coming on and talking about podcasts today with us. Thanks for having me, and uh, love 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 hearing your podcast. So. And that's Doug Carr, the founder of MarTech.Zone and CEO of DK New Media. We talked with him earlier on the phone. Uh, and so, Hal, who's podcasting today? Well, who isn't podcasting today is probably a more appropriate question. Uh, um, there's lots and lots of different media outlets. For instance, uh, 60 Minutes, for instance, uh, uh rebroadcast their shows as a podcast so if you're unable to watch one of their television shows you can still listen to the show as a podcast uh pbs uh and npr has uh, landed with both feet in podcasting and they've got multiple shows in podcasting and i'll be talking about a few of those in just a moment and then of course uh, other media outlets are are doing podcasting as well and also you have some companies now that are also generating weekly podcasts and so you you named some big time media companies there with CBS, NPR. Uh, do you have to be a big media company to do a podcast, or can anybody do this? No, that's one of the things that's so awesome about it is it's a fairly flat uh, playing field. It takes uh, very little technology to actually be able to generate a podcast. It's more about having a great idea and deliver and uh, executing it well, and being able also to be able to do that consistently. And so you're always putting out new content at a regular at a, you know at a regular clip. So. What are some examples of successful podcasts that people may know or have heard of? Well, um, I'm looking at my iPhone right now, and I'm looking at a lot of podcasts I've got on here. So let me just share a few of these with you. Uh, one, of course, one of the big ones is uh, Serial, which uh, is now in its second season and is highly recommended. It is a long-format uh, podcast, which means the shows run about an hour apiece. And, uh, but, uh, again, it's highly recommended. It's great. Uh, one of the highly, most highly rated podcasts is uh, Planet Money, uh, which is an NPR podcast. And they're podcasts typically run around 18 minutes to about 20 minutes long and they are basically economics for the rest of us so it's a great podcast um, another one that i really enjoy is 99 percent invisible uh, 99 percent invisible is about design uh, issues but it's a uh, it's great because they get into a lot of history and stuff like that and you learn a lot of really new facts uh, as a result of that Another one is uh, if you are a, f a fan of TED, uh, TED has a podcast series as well, so you can subscribe to their podcast and listen to TED content in your car or while you're exercising or however. Now, most of those are audio podcasts. It can be video. It can be even PDFs and images, right? Or sure, sure. You can have video podcasts. The the term used to be called uh, uh, vodcasting, Vodcast. which was really a stupid term. But what's really happened uh, uh, is that uh, the primary uh, content is actually audio content, and uh, that seems to be more popular than uh, syndicated video content. And so, if I am a department on campus and I want to start a podcast, what do I need? What do I have to do? Okay, as far as technology, your, your needs are relatively simple. You need a way to be able to record audio. The minimalist uh, approach is to have a good microphone and some sort of recording software. Uh, Audacity is free. Uh, it's available for Mac, Windows, Linux. Uh, it is a very capable uh, free video editor, I mean audio editor. Um, the other thing you're going to need is a microphone. Um, 
the, the go-to for a lot of people is the Blue Snowball, which is a very, very inexpensive USB microphone. All you need is a cable to plug it into a USB port on your computer. You don't even have to have a mixer or anything like that. And then the other thing is, of course, you need a quiet place to be able to work uh, without any interruptions and background noise. And then the last thing is you need to have a subject that you want to talk about. And I highly recommend uh, outlining what you're going to do in your podcast and uh, instead of just rambling because there are a lot of podcasts out there where people just turn the microphone on and talk and uh, some of those are great um, but some of them are not so great so I have my content I've got uh, one show's worth of content and am I done or should I have multiple shows before I want to go ahead and publish this or what would you recommend there well, um, it's great to have uh, a roadmap. So if, as soon as you have your first show out, you have already uh, are already working on your second, third, and fourth shows. So um, the idea is, is that you're pushing content at a regular clip so you can build your audience. The worst thing in the, in the world is to, is to push out a show and then wait three or four months before you come out with another show. You're, you're, peop- you're not going to uh, gain any audience that way. Nobody does that. Not, uh, not here at any rate, right? No, I, thank God, no. <laughs> well, was it Christmas that we had our last show? But we well, tried. We did try. Right, right, right. But that's the whole idea is that you're always pushing out new content. So you're always doing uh, fresh content. Uh, even if it means that you have to do short-form content where you're doing short-form 18-minute to 20-minute shows and doing shorter shows so that you can do them more often, uh, that's, a great, that's, a, that's a great plan. Okay? So I have my equipment. I've created my content. How do I get... How do I get my show out there? How do I publish that? Okay, you've got uh, uh, several different options. Let me outline uh, two or three for you. Okay, the first one, of course, is if you are working on a campus that has iTunes, uh, iTunes U, then uh, that is a free service that's supplied by Apple. Um, uh, all you have to do is upload your content. It is then uh, delivered through uh, Apple's own servers uh, to uh, anybody that has a copy of the iTunes software installed on their Windows or Mac uh, computer and they have an Apple device. And so that becomes, you have absolutely no infrastructure costs whatsoever. You don't have to worry about storage, delivery, or advertising or any of that stuff. You're just using Apple's infrastructure to deliver your content. The other way, there's several other ways to do it, but one other way I'll mention is uh, to use something like SoundCloud where you are uploading your content and uh, you know is serialized content and making it available to SoundCloud users to be able to play back. This is a slightly different delivery mechanism than uh, traditional podcasting, but it's become really, really popular. And uh, it again requires no infrastructure costs on your part. Just again. Uh, providing a great content. Uh, a third approach I'll mention is something where you do provide uh, your own infrastructure and delivery, and uh, that's using a piece of open source software called Podcast Gen, and uh, we actually use that here. And what that requires is a web server uh, to set up. Uh, the actual installation and setup of the software is really, really easy to do. It'll actually walk you through the process of setting it up. And the advantage there is that you are now uh, you know, holding all the keys to the kingdom. You are basically delivering the content off your own servers. It is then delivering a podcast feed that can then in turn be delivered through Apple's um, iTunes mechanism and also can be published through other uh, providers 
distributors that are uh, delivering podcast content. Okay, at that point, you're delivering what's called the podcast feed, and so it can show up in different places. So if, in order of complexity, what would you say the easiest way to get started would be? Would that go through SoundCloud or? Yes, SoundCloud is like simple, simple, simple. You just basically create your content, edit it, and then you upload it, and it basically uh, then embeds it in a web page, and you've got a player. Um, and then you can in turn embed those in elsewhere. The next easiest and still really, really simple is again to use iTunes U. And uh, the only disadvantage with iTunes U is now you are uh, you're limiting yourself to the Apple ecosystem, which means your content, your uh, audience is either going to be playing the content back inside of the iTunes uh, desktop software, or they're going to be downloading that content and putting it on an Apple device, such as an iPhone or a um, iPod. And we use iTunes U here at NC State too. If you're not familiar with it, the URL for iTunes U. Is iTunes, I think it's just uh, apple.com slash iTunes U. Well, for the NC State site. Oh, um, it's iTunes.ncsu.edu. Yeah, so that, that's something that you could take a look at. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's if you're an educational institution that's currently not using it, the application process is really trivial. It's very easy to go through. And uh, it, again, it doesn't cost you a red cent to be able to do. And, you know, one of the, the, the neat things about podcasting, and if you're familiar with podcasts, you know this already, but if you aren't too familiar with it, is it up, if you subscribe to a podcast, the next time there's new content and you go back and, and go to the, that, if you're using iTunes or whatever, that new content's already there for you, ready to sync up with you. So that, that's kind of cool, uh, whereas opposed to you have to go out and try to search for it again. If you, like some, if you find a subject that you like and want to just keep listening to, it's there. So that's kind of neat. Absolutely. That's one of the great things about podcasting that was really one of the most innovative things about it was that uh, before you would have to go to a website and check to see if there was new content. And then, you know, you had to periodically go to a website and see if new content was being uploaded. And so the big thing that um, uh, podcasting uh, allowed you to allowed uh, content creators to do is deliver content in a serialized format that would then on the uh, receiving end would just continue to pick up this new content content automatically and that was a, a crucial uh, technological innovation that really helped podcasting take off now in new orleans i don't remember did we record your session they did, did. They, okay so that's available probably on the ahecta website and you talked a lot about this was there any other area in there i think we covered pretty much what you talked about in the in the presentation I, I, yeah i talked for like i think i talked for like an hour and yeah, I covered, it was an end-to-end talk, so I basically went through the whole mechanism of, of producing content through delivery of content, um, so, it, you know, and the various mechanisms, and again, you know, I talked about um, podcast gen, I talked about SoundCloud, I talked about the different ways that you're able to deliver your content. And, and more importantly than that is, what was the best thing that you ate there? Oh my God, a muffaletta. Yeah, oh that my was God. good. That and the gumbo. That is the gumbo is good, but the muffaletta is like the most. It's like an amazing invention. I mean, <laughs> after that, I think human. I think humankind went into a decline after the muffaletta. I really do. And and you can't find them like you, we found them there. That was no. That is phenomenal. I highly recommend it. And, and so the next conference is coming up. It's just around the bend now. It's going to be in. Clearwater, Florida, making waves with campus video. So it's going to be on the beach in Florida in the summertime, June 26th through the 29th. 
Uh, there's a the, the beach walk there in Clearwater Beach. You can go out there. You can people watch. And then you can come back inside and uh, make waves with campus videos. So that, that's coming up in uh, just a month. Check out the ahecta.org website. Anything else uh, you wanted to add here before we wrap it up? Podcasting is pretty easy, though. It is pretty easy. I highly recommend if you've got content, go ahead and start creating a roadmap for your content. Start, start. You don't have to script individual shows out, but go ahead and have a clear idea of what you want to do, encapsulate it. The only other thing I would advise you is it becomes harder to do long-form content. Uh, hour-long shows can be really hard to do well. That's why Serial is such an amazing achievement that they were able to to create these hour-long shows that are just engaging and engrossing. Um, a lot of times, uh, short-form content is better, like 15 to 20 minutes long, uh, because those are things that pretty much anybody can do if they got a great idea. All right. Well, thanks for your information and your insight, Hal. This has been Bars and Tone, the audio podcast for Hecta. I'm BJ Atarian for Hal Meeks. We'll see you next time right here on Bars and Tone.